When the halls at your house get decked, what do they look like? The first four years of our marriage, we lived in apartments. And so to save on space, you know, not having the big evergreen and then also to not have to store it all year round if we were to get like a plastic one, we already had an indoor ficus. And so we just threw some Christmas lights on it and went and bought like fancy ornaments and put it on there. And we're like, it's the traditional Christmas ficus. And um, at one point I was singing, oh, ficus tree, oh, ficus tree. You know, just because it's part of Christmas decor, but it really was just, we don't have kids, we don't have room, there's really no point or no need. And I was like, well, we've got to have something Christmas in the house. And so that's when Josh was like, well, we could decorate the ficus, you know? And so we went out and bought like fancy, like blue and copper ornaments. We were like, we're going to make it the high class traditional Christmas ficus. And so we had that for a couple of years. And then we had red and green for a couple of years. We'll probably need to get new ones this year, but. You know, we, we still put the presents underneath it, and I'm, <laughs> I kid you not, this is our tree. Um, I mean, we've got it and just like, yay, the traditional Christmas ficus is here because everyone in our family just knows that that's our, that's our tree. What has made me sad for years is that our trees don't tell the story of Christ. They don't tell the story of Jesus. And I just started thinking about what would it be like if Christians all over the country and all over the world, in fact, would have the names of Christ on their tree and symbols of what Christmas is all about. It would be a statement of our faith. It would be a reminder of why we celebrate. It's a way of bringing the truth of Christ into our Christmas celebrations. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. There's nothing wrong with an occasional snowman or a reindeer, but what if your house could make a statement about Jesus during the Christmas season? We'll talk about how to do that today. Stay tuned. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Monday edition. It is more beautiful here in the studio today. (laughs) Would you you like to explain why? That laugh you just heard is the reason. (laughs) Because wherever this woman goes, she makes things beautiful. I I am just amazed. Here's what I'm amazed about. (laughs) It's my wife, Barbara, by the way. Yes, that's right. Barbara, welcome welcome to Family Life Today. Thank you, Bob. I'm just amazed that you even had time to be here because the first half of of the season is over. Thanksgiving's done. Mm-hmm. The turkey's been served. Leftovers are mostly gone. <laughs> are gone. <laughs> and now we're gearing up for the second half because as soon as you put everything away for Thanksgiving, you got to you got to flip the house into yep. Christmas mode, don't yep. you? Yeah, you got to switch gears and switch gears quickly. So is is the weekend is Thanksgiving weekend relaxing or is it just for us? Yeah. Yeah, it's relaxing because we don't switch gears and put the tree up on Friday morning like a lot of families do. I just I just want to enjoy the Thanksgiving weekend. It's our favorite holiday. We often have kids home. We don't usually have children, our, our adult kids home at Christmas. We have them at Thanksgiving, and I want to enjoy them. So we don't usually start that 
until Monday after everyone's gone or Tuesday or the next weekend. She even, really matter. <laughs> she really does not like the whole commercialization of Christmas that starts back before July 4th. There, there is a reason <laughs> why Family Life Today listeners don't hear us talking about Christmas until now. I and mean, it's Barbara. We don't bring it up. It, there's an embargo on our calendar. You cannot mention you know what? Christmas. Seriously. Honestly. Yeah, there there are those here at Family Life on the team who, who it's been brought up before that we should feature some of the resources we create for listeners. But they said, oh, no, no. No, no. You can't, can't do, do that. Barbara. Barbara would not allow it. <laughs> not allow this. As if I have this great authority, which oh, I do trust not. Me, trust me. Well, you did on more, this one. More than you know. Years ago, years ago, you, you laid down the law. The law is still in the land. So we don't talk about, we talk about Jesus and his his birthday maybe, but we wait until (laughs) we're past. And so here we are. So that means this week is decorate the house week for you, right? Play the Christmas music and jump in. Let's get the boxes, you know, out of the attic. So you're pretty excited about that? You look forward to this time? Oh, I love carrying those boxes. (laughs) He does not. They're, they're, no. You know, we talked to a dad about how how this works at his house. And uh, after we got done talking to him, our team decided we needed to rewrite the entire 12 days of Christmas song to be about the 12 days of, of decorating the house for the season. Sometime in there, she wants to pull them out and start putting ornaments up. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me an attic full of boxes of glee. On the second day of Christmas, my true love said to me, go in the attic and get down those boxes for me. She'll start hinting around. And then the day will come, and it'll sneak up on me, and then she'll say, I want to get the ornaments out and decorate today. And don't forget that Santa thing, please. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love said to me, Why are you angry, sweating, and yelling, hand down the tinsel, and that dory my mother gave to me? It means I'm not going to get to lay there and watch football. It means I've got to get my ladder and get into our attic, which involves going through our closet, climbing through a tiny little hole in the ceiling, and getting down about 12 boxes of Christmas decorations. Is it a great day? Uh, no, it's not a good day. It's a, it's a bad day. It's a beatdown. <laughs> When I finally get all the boxes down, I climb my way back down out of the attic, drenched in sweat by that time. Not in the mood to decorate a tree, not in the mood to be around my family, not in the mood to celebrate Christmas. (laughs) Can you relate? I can. (laughs) I mean, you'd have to see the section we have commissioned for all these boxes. I mean, we've got some boxes that need carbon-14 data <laughs> to determine how old they are. The section, you're talking about storage? I mean, mm-hmm. uh-huh. how, how, what would you guess? How much space? Is there a half-bedroom full of space? Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's not that much. It's probably five feet by five feet. Oh, by... oh give me a break. It's much <laughs> it's more <too>. than that. <laughs> well, all but... the wrapping paper and all the wreaths. I mean, the wreaths out there are stacked at least 12 feet high. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And, and you've uh, upped the ante this year at your house, and are hoping that 
other families will up the ante as well. You you want to you want to uh, revolutionize Christmas decorating. I would like to do that, and I have had a desire for twenty years to find ornaments that talk about Christ, ornaments that really are the essence of the season and why we celebrate Christmas. And I've been looking for twenty years, and I'll occasionally find one that has something to do with Jesus or something to do with the manger, or you'll see a holy family ornament occasionally. But there just aren't a lot to choose from. And the ones that are there are often cheap. They're plastic or they're something inexpensive looking that to me detracts from who God is. He's He's the King. He's the Lord. And to make an ornament that is cheap and frankly tacky is to take away from who he is. When your reindeer looks better than yeah, your nativity Jesus scene, ornament, yeah. something's wrong. Something's well, wrong. And, and, and it's not just the quality, it's also the message that's on the ornaments that, that hang on trees. I mean, you've got candy canes, you've got Santa Claus. And snowmen, and reindeer, you've and got, footballs, and cupcakes, and I mean, the... Our local craft store, which is in a lot of stores around town, last year when I was there several times just kind of perusing and getting a feel for what they had, there were probably four or five aisles, floor to ceiling with ornaments, and they were all secular. And there was one section on one aisle that was maybe 12 inches wide that had a few ornaments that were about Jesus, a very, very few. And to look at that, and I thought, this is really telling that we have probably, I don't know, a total, I don't know how many square feet that would be, but it's a lot of square feet. It would be a large size bedroom <laughs> or more, and that a very tiny, tiny fraction of those ornaments were devoted to the reason we even celebrate Christmas. So your tree for the last 30 plus years, you mm-hmm. guys have been married for 40 years, mm-hmm. what has your tree looked like? Uh, Like a lot of other trees. I mean, we have lights, and um, I have found a few things over the years that are reflective of the Christmas story. So we have some stars. We have a few angels. But we have a lot of balls. We have a lot of things that the kids have made. We have a lot of just random ornaments, Christmas trees and other things that really don't have anything to do with Christmas because I haven't been able to find ornaments that are about Christ. I want to underline what Barbara said earlier, Uh, Bob. I have heard her soapbox about this for the past 20 years. She would walk into a Hallmark store, Walmart, uh, Hobby Lobby, and she would look at all the ornaments and she would say, where is the king of kings Mm -hmm. and Lord of lords? Where is Jesus Christ in all this mass of decorating around Christmas? And uh, it was ultimately what uh, caused us to get away almost three years ago and begin talking and dreaming about how she could use her artistic ability uh, and uh, design sense that she has, plus her theology and her love for the scriptures and her love for families to be able to create something that families could use here at Christmas to communicate the truth about God and their experience of God to the next generation. So how is your tree going to look different this year than it's looked in past years? 
Well, this year our tree is going to be um, decorated with the names of Jesus because we have come out with a set of adornments this year. And some of our listeners will remember that we had adornments in years past and they went out of print, so to speak. And we have recreated them this year and plan to recreate them in years to come with more names. But this year we have a set of seven of uh, Jesus' names, and they're the names we most commonly associate with the Christmas story. So the names out of the Luke 2 story, Christ the Lord, Savior, and Jesus. And then names out of Isaiah that we also commonly associate with Christmas. Everyone knows them. It's Prince of Peace, Mighty God, and Wonderful Counselor. And then we have the name Emmanuel, too. So we will have something that talks about Jesus on our Christmas tree for the first time, and I can't wait to cover it with Hmm. his names. And you you mentioned that years ago we had developed a set of ornaments, and we called them adornaments, What's different about what you've created than what we mm-hmm. had before, in case any of our listeners yeah. remember those old, the old set of adornaments? Exactly. The old adornaments were uh, also the names of Christ. They weren't the, what we are now calling his Christmas names. It was a different um, list of his names. But they were designed for toddlers and preschoolers, for young children. So they were not breakable. They were brightly colored. And I remember when those came out, um, and I thought they were nice. I liked the concept, but I remember thinking... My kids are too old for these because when they came out, our youngest kids were in elementary school and our oldest ones were teenagers, and they were very child-centric, child-focused. And so I wanted to create a set of adornments that would be not focused on toddlers and preschoolers, but that they could handle and not be afraid of breaking them, but that would also be something that teenagers and adults would go, wow, those are really beautiful. I want those on my tree. And it still had the message of the names of Christ. And when, when you say these are the names of Jesus, some of our listeners who can't see them, although if they want to go to familylifetoday.com, they That's can right. see what they look like. But these are carved metal mm-hmm. names, Correct. right? Correct. They're stamped out of metal for a couple of reasons. One, we wanted uh, something that would last, that would be, that would be long-lasting for decades. We wanted something that wouldn't break so that a two-year-old can help decorate the tree. We have twins, uh, grandchildren, who are two years old, and I can imagine uh, Piper and Lily hanging these ornaments on the tree. There's no way it can hurt them. They can't break them, and they can begin to understand that this is the name of Jesus, and I can hang it on the tree as a two-year-old. But they're nice enough that kids who are 12 through 18 and adults, families who don't have children, single men and women who put up a tree— these, the idea is that these will span all ages. And so it is the literal name of Jesus stamped out of metal with a, a hanger to hang on the tree. And the interesting thing is when you walk into a room and the tree dominates the room mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So all eyes go to the tree. It's got lights. They're flashing yep. and all of that. If your tree is covered with uh, these seven ornaments that display the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. it sets a different tone for Absolutely. what the tree's all about, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. It is the focal point. You're right, in most homes. And what what has made me sad for years is that our trees 
don't tell the story of Christ. They don't tell the story of Jesus. And I just started thinking about what would it be like if Christians all over the country and all over the world, in fact, would have the names of Christ on their tree and symbols of what Christmas is all about. It would be a statement of our faith. It would be a reminder of why we celebrate. It would teach us who the Jesus is that we love and serve and want to obey. And it's a way of bringing the truth of Christ into our Christmas celebrations. And we'll talk more about this later, but uh, each of these names um, is rich in meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us walk past the name Jesus mm-hmm. or Savior or the concept of uh, wonderful counselor, mm-hmm. mighty God, Prince of Peace. We walk by those names and never stop to think about why did God describe his son in these terms. And uh, I I think what's cool about this, Bob, is that the uh, package that contains all seven names of Christ here, his Christmas names, contains a booklet that um, you can read aloud, even to young children. It's interesting. We've done this in the past with our grandkids around some of these things Barbara has created, and it works. They sit and listen. They really do. Now, it's not going to last long. It's not going to last more than probably five to seven minutes total. But it's a chance to take the name Savior, hold it up, talk about it, read what it says about Savior, and then go hang that name on the tree, and then let it be a reminder of why God described his son with that name. The ornaments you've created are available individually, but as Dennis said, they're also in a box with all seven of them and with the booklet. So if somebody got all seven of them and the booklet... How would you imagine them using the booklet? Would they do it as a part of their decorating of the tree? Would they go ahead and decorate the tree and then use the booklet during the week? What would you think? I think either one of those would work. I think the two simplest options are, depending on the ages of your kids and their ability to pay attention, but one is to hang all seven names in the evening or over the weekend whenever you do your tree and read the story that goes with each one as that ornament is hung. The other idea would be to maybe save them until the week right before Christmas and hang one each night for the seven days before Christmas so that you really can focus on that and it doesn't get lost in in all the other things that are going on. Because most of us get our decorating done pretty early after Thanksgiving or sometimes before or in the first week in December. And sometimes that last week before Christmas is quieter. Um, The parties are over, kids are out of school, and it might be an easier time to actually focus on this if you saved it for that week. But it's flexible. Families can do it in any way they want to, whatever works. Well, and with younger children, if you save it until that last week, they get that sense as they watch a new ornament mm-hmm. placed every day. They're, they're counting down the days till Christmas anyway. anyway this, yeah. this helps them count down the days. Kind of like an advent, yeah. like an advent wreath. Uh, one of the things we did for uh, these resources for families was we wanted to make moms and dads really look good in front of their kids around these holidays. And so one of the guys who uh, tested one of these resources like this, he said, I was able to pull out the little booklet that Barbara created, and I was able to read it. And uh, I think they said they spent about 30 minutes kind of unveiling everything. And he said, at the end of the time, I was kind of strutting around like, (laughs) I really did this thing. I led my family spiritually. Mm -hmm. Every man wants to do that. We just don't know how. And frankly, back when... When we had children, this was one of the issues for us. We talked about how can we make Christmas 
more about Jesus Christ? How could we do that? And and honestly, Bob, we did our best to read the Bible, to point the kids to the, the story and talk about him and talk about the reason for the season, but we weren't able to crack the code. And that's what really excites me about what Barbara's done here. She's really setting setting up the parents to really look good and to be effective as uh, those who are really called to pass on the truth to their children. These ornaments that you've created are just one of a number of resources that you have on your heart to be used around holidays or throughout the year. And as I've observed it, really kind of three goals. One is to use the holidays for spiritual benefit. The mm-hmm. second is to uh, make the home reflect both with beauty and with message mm-hmm. what the season is all about, and and then to be an equipping tool for you to, as Dennis just said, to lead your family spiritually. Exactly. You, you nailed it. Because that is the essence of what I'm trying to do. Um, holidays are natural gathering times for families. We naturally get together, even if it's just with our own nuclear family, around all the holidays. And they happen year after year after year. And I remember as a mom wanting to do something that was meaningful on all of the holidays, including Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas. and But I was so busy and I was so tired and I was so overwhelmed that often I remember thinking, I just don't have the energy to go find something or to create something or to come up with an idea on my own. I just didn't have the emotional energy. But I had the desire to make it meaningful. I had the desire to proclaim the truth during those holiday seasons. I just didn't have the ability or the energy to do it. So that's what's been so fun about creating these is now I'm in a season of my life where I don't have um, the kids at home 24-7, and I've got the energy and the time to take that that longing that I had as a mom to lead our family in meaningful times together when we're naturally together anyway, and for Dennis and I together to provide that instruction for our children. And um, I'm excited about being able to create resources for families around the annual holidays that we all celebrate. You have some resources that we're going to be talking more about as we get closer to Easter and Mm -hmm. toward Lent, things Mm -hmm. you've developed for that. Uh, But again, the goal is let's not just let the uh, culture capture the holidays. Let's remember what they're all about in the first place, right? Exactly. And I'll tell you what I'm, I'm excited about. Papa is going to have uh, all seven of these ornaments. That would be you, right? That would be Papa, me. Papa, for those who Papa don't know. Of, uh, and if you've not heard a recent <laughs> broadcast, we now have... Get out your scorecard, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. I'm, this is going to stun some of our listeners thinking our kids are rabbits. But uh, we have 19 grandchildren. 19 <laughs> grandchildren. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. But Papa's going to pull out Barbara's set of the seven Christmas names of Christ, and I'm going to have fun with my grandkids, both pulling them out of the box and hanging them, but also reading uh, what each name means, have a little discussion with the kids, because uh, our grandkids are, some of them are getting up there where they can get it. But even two-year-olds, as Barbara said, they're going to listen, and they're going to sit still, because these adornments are shiny, they've got glitter on them, and they won't break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mentioned that our listeners can go to our website, familylifetoday.com, to see all seven names laid out, Jesus, Christ the Lord, Emmanuel, Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Savior, Prince of Peace. And uh, if they're interested in individual ornaments or if they'd like the entire 
uh, seven ornament set. They can order them from us at familylifetoday.com. Again, the website is familylifetoday.com. You can order your adornments from us online, or you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY. If you have any questions or if you'd like to order over the phone, 1-800-358-6329, 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word TODAY. And we hope you'll join us back again tomorrow when we're going to continue talking about decking the halls, not with boughs of holly, but with the names of Jesus. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I hope you can tune in. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, and our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.